Welcome to Innova Solutions podcast series, practical advice to advance in your professional career from the experts, moving at the speed of you. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to our Nova Solutions podcast series. I'm Lisa O'Leary, and again, I'm here with Fadi Baklini and George Hernandez. And we are going to pick up with our previous discussion on part one of customer delight. So welcome back, you guys. Let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. And, you know, we have a lot to cover here. So let's go ahead and dive in. Fadi, I wanted to talk to you about why it's important to look out for our customers' happiness. I know we covered this in part one, but what are some limitations that we need to kind of focus on? So, yes, you, you, you are right, uh, Lisa. We've covered most of this in part one. But happy customer basically leads to increased loyalty and repeat business. In addition to, I think we've touched on that, you know, increased brand reputation, profitability, But most importantly, a happy customer will lead to an enhanced employee morale. We didn't talk much about that. I think George mentioned it earlier as well. But once, you know, being on a project or engaged with a client, knowing that you, the customer appreciates the work that you're doing, that gives you a sense of, a positive sense. It has a positive impact on the morale of the people involved, of the employees involved on that project. It will give them a sense of being proud of the work that they are doing. And also it will help them, you know, be more motivated to even go above and beyond what's being asked of them. Sometimes, you know, the project hits a bump, you have to put in extra hours. You know, you don't have to ask them to put those hours. You know, they will do it by themselves if, if they're happy, if they're motivated. So if their morale is high. So it's important. Customer happiness is very important to employee morale and to ensuring that they continue to provide an outstanding service to our customers. But, of course, there are limitations, right? We're not able to always satisfy the goal of of delighting every customer at every interaction. Um, There might be some resource constraints, which basically forces us to juggle you know, different engagements, different customers, different projects within a customer. Some prioritization challenges, um, you know, between a customer and the next. The client expectations, you know, you, you want to be able to do, you know, and, and, and help the customer. But sometimes their expectations are also unreasonable. So you have to also learn how to say no sometimes. Because saying no is better than saying yes and failing. 
saying no to the customer. The customer will basically may not be happy initially, but they will appreciate the fact that you're not you're not saying yes for the sake of saying yes. You're not you know making over promising and underachieving. You know you're being honest, you're being transparent, and you're telling them that your expectations are cannot be met. Not at least with you know something has to give, either the timeline, the cost, or the scope. And that's when you're gonna have a start to have a frank, open, transparent discussion with the customer and come to a decision and a conclusion that works for uh, both both you and the customer. And sometimes there are external factors. Uh, the economy is bad, competition is strong. You know, you, they might be stronger in one skill set versus you know uh, the skill sets that you have. And also customer behavior change. You know, they may have a reorg, new people come in, they have loyalties to different vendors and different service providers. So you have to account for those. No matter what, though, you know, that should not stop us from at least trying and striving to deliver a delightful experience at every customer interaction, every time. And by doing so, you know, we will improve uh, the relationship, will, you know, increase their satisfaction their brand loyalty, and ultimately that will increase, you know, our uh, profitability and revenue and their, uh, and drive long-term success for both of us, uh, you know, uh, the customer and, and us as a uh, company. Right. And so in a way, it's kind of trying to find that happy medium, that balance yes. to make sure both parties are satisfied. But obviously we want the client to, you know, have some peace of mind that they're being taken care of and, in any relationship, somebody's always giving a little more. So, you know, it's just keeping an eye out on what the needs are. Do they resonate with our objectives, our scope, our roadmaps? And just try to find that balance where we're going to still look out for the client's needs. So I really enjoy that. And I know you mentioned about um, competitions. So let's go into that. How does Innova Customer Delight differentiate from the competition that's out there? Because you mentioned there's loyalty to other vendors. How can we keep our list going of our customers? You know, not to uh, be the dead horse, but I think we've touched <laughs> on some of those <laughs> uh, already in part one. And, uh, you know, but to, to summarize them, basically, you know, like I said earlier in my, um, you know, uh, in this uh, part two, we're not perfect. You know, we try to be. We try to understand the customer to create a tailored set of services and processes and give them the attention, personalized attention that they need. Being empathetic and listening to their concerns, uh, adapt accordingly to, to change, uh, changing needs, prioritization, market demand, being proactive and collaborate uh, with, the, with the customer. Um, you know, and offer them sometimes, you know, uh, given our uh, broad industry knowledge and experience, we talk to different customers. Um, sometimes we face similar problems with other customers. It's good to share those experiences with the customer and make sure that, you know, you highlight them to them uh, they, because they might be going down a one way to solve a problem when you've already come across other ways of doing it, you know, and basically discuss it with them and be a consultant to your customer. That's important, right? Um, we've spoken about being responsive, 
keep them informed, make sure that they always know the status of any projects, you know, across the engagement. Uh, be transparent in, in sharing information because problems will happen. Making sure that the customer knows about those problems and addressing them and mitigating them earlier on is very important. And I think we started the podcast with go above and beyond, right? It's very important always, you know, whether it is providing the best resources, technical approaches, governance, you know, always aim to go on above and beyond uh, with the customer. And with, like I said, started my uh, response, we're not perfect. We always should be uh, looking to improve across the board, providing training to our uh, employees, grading our processes, our technology skill sets uh, is key. By taking these actions, I think, you know, we'll be able to differentiate from our you know, from the competition out there and continue to deliver good uh, services to our customers and delighting them. Absolutely. And that comes also with investing in our own employees and making sure that they feel valued, but also have the proper training that they need to, you know, work with the clients and be the face of the company. That way we can all have that happy medium balance going. Absolutely. I, I would like to chime in with my two cents there. Uh, to take a look at um, from another dimension to, to this competition equation is to see competition as a variable that needs to be constant. Why? If our competition reaches a client delight level higher than what we are providing, that, that should be a challenge to us as well, right? And that will help us rise to the occasion and improve. Because like I, I keep coming back to that uh, changing, constant changing out there, and this is something that we should expect. But we should not be afraid of it, right, or dislike it. We should embrace it as a way for us to improve ourselves, right? So we need to reflect from what we're doing. We need to borrow brilliance, adjust, and just be dynamic and show that we care. I love that. I really do because you know what you guys have a great outlook on working with the clients and making sure that they feel appreciated but also you know having that transparency that you have been mentioning about you know nobody's perfect we're human and things happen but this is only going to make us stronger as a team to find out our areas of opportunity and what we can do to make that client experience even more satisfying in the future. So, you know, you both have had great points and I'd like to know from both of you, or maybe you Fadi, for the Innova culture that we have, customer is always going to be first, but also for the employees, how do you achieve a work-life balance? If you're going to be putting the, the customer first, you have a lot going on. How are you going to be able to, you know, balance all that? That's a very good question. And it's a very tough one to answer, especially these days. Right. With the advance of technologies, the availability of the phone, working with offshore, nearshore, customers being global, it is very difficult to switch off, but we must. Right. And it takes time. It takes a lot of self-discipline. And also from as an employer, you know, we should always look out to make sure that our employees are not burnt out because 
and you know then if they're not happy if they're working all the time if they're not don't have if they don't have a life work balance they're not going to deliver they you know they they're going to leave and you're going to face a lot of attrition so what we do is we basically ask you know our employees to set some boundaries uh between work and personal time and stick to them right it doesn't have to be an 8 to 5 we encourage flexible time as long as the job is done you know as promised as committed to the customer if somebody works from 8 to 5 or from 9 to 7 or you know they work a couple of hours the first thing in the morning and then you know go and drop off the kids at school and then come back and continue and then maybe go and have lunch with their loved one that's okay but as long as the job is done it's good set some boundaries and prioritize right make sure that you have time for yourself because we all need a, a me time i know i have and i you know my my family know that when i call it fatty time when in, when i am in fatty time even my dog is not allowed in in my space you know um so we encourage them to 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 have a me time um you know whether it is to read exercise go out you know play with the kids or take them out or go shopping but you know do it and uh, again set those boundaries and uh stick to them be efficient you know like i mentioned you know it's not about the number of hours that you put in it's about how productive are you during those hours absolutely right so we all have you know ups and downs they call them biometric charts right we all have our moments of extreme productivity but sometimes we have a blockage you know we wake up i don't know we don't feel like working but let's make sure that in the time that you you know that you are working you're productive that you know you do If you're putting in two hours of work, put in two hours of work, and then take an hour of a break. But don't be supposed to be two hours at work, and then you know, an hour and fifteen minutes of those you're surfing the web or you know looking at your Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Practice good time management. It's important, right? You know, if you're on a project, you have deliverables, you have a vacation coming. uh you have meetings in the day again plan your time effectively and prioritize your tasks what you need to achieve on a daily basis and if you have problems communicate back to your leadership to your manager uh to your project manager make sure that you keep them in the loop if you have issues if you think going to be late or a task is not done just make sure that you communicate because unless you communicate we can't help and we want to help and you know i think i've i've mentioned that when we talked about the set, setting the boundaries and me time but also there is family and friends time yeah right so you need to spend we encourage people to you know spend the time with their families and friends and loved ones and if you're stressed say so right you know take some time off de-stress go on the beach or take a hike you know get go on a hike whatever go go cycle you know go to the gym and burn some calories you know working under stress all the time it's not healthy and at some point it's going to come back and hurt you so talk about it bring it up discuss it with your you know with your manager take some time off 
as much as people like to think that they are indispensable to a project, there is always a way to fix things. There is always a backup. If the project is managed well, then you know somebody taking off is not going to break that project. So don't put the project in front in front of your health. Come and discuss it with your uh, the, you know with your direct manager or with your project manager, and together we can figure out a way to move forward. So that those are my tips, and uh, that's what I practice. At least I've learned through the years. Um, I wasn't by no means. I didn't adopt all of these all at once. I had to uh, to learn and adjust and figure out you know how to to have a, a work balance. Uh, work-life balance over the years. Absolutely. And like you said, you have to prioritize and, you know, listen to your body, what it's telling you. Learn how to have some mindfulness if you need it. Create those healthy boundaries. Self-care is so important. You know, I, I can't be a bigger advocate for that. You know, you have to take care of yourself because then you won't be able to take care of anyone else, um, especially if you're the type that's always... Um, go, go, go. I have to, you know, help everyone. You just want to make sure that you are managing your time. You can be, yes, you have to be an advocate for yourself because if you're not, then you will not be able to perform at your best. So um, come up with those those coping tools if you are getting stressed. Like you said, communicate with your manager if you need to, but always remember that, you know, you should put yourself before any project because you need to be healthy and um, you know, but you have to also remember the customer is very important. So just find that healthy balance. Absolutely. Great, great points there. I know our listeners are going to take a lot from that. And um, I have one more question for George here. How can customer delight affect a delivery or a project? I think the, the bottom line here is, Open and honest collaboration. Open and honest collaboration. And that will give you many other virtues like improved communication, increased customer engagement, uh, team up for problem solving, increase the com- uh, customer loyalty, everything around it. But everything starts with an open and honest collaboration. If you can approach a customer, a client, and openly discuss what issues do we have? What is the roadmap for them? What do they want to accomplish in two, five, ten years? That's when you're able to prepare yourself and prepare your team to exceed their expectations. You don't want to be in a position where only the minimum information is shared with you. You, you, can, you can't really do much with that. You have to react. You won't be proactively looking for ways to wow this customer. But you're not going to be in that position unless you've proven yourself to be trustworthy. And once you're accomplished that, you'll be able to have this exposure and be perceived as a partner, as part of the family, right? Different information will flow through you. The client will reach out to you for advice um, because they know that you can take them to the next level. They know that you can help them be successful and and that's again to my reference of the attributes of a good friend that that's what we do in real life right we we don't go to the neighbor that we don't talk to never 
to ask for advice or to ask him to help us move to a new house. We, we go to that person that we know is reliable and will be there to do the job right. So I believe that is the, the, the effect that will cause by providing that uh, client delight. I like that. And, you know, if we're reliable, then everything should, you know, flow smoothly and you just learn to acclimate to all the obstacles that come in your way if there are any. So I really, I really like that. Okay. So before we close today's podcast, do either of you have any final remarks that you would like to add? I, I believe uh, client delight is a soft skill that sometimes we could take for granted. We don't pay attention to it. But uh, thinking about it in our day-to-day, we will be able to impact, we will be able to, to resonate and make the difference. And we are, we are in, in Innova Solutions, we work on being cognizant of this constantly. Client delight is a constant thought that we have and it's an approach that we, towards, we take towards situation every single day. So if I can probably, in a nutshell, the client delight is, a, is like a muscle, right? We need to exercise it daily so it will grow and will help us uh, make the impact out there. So first, thank you for inviting us to this podcast to talk about this, such an important topic that we both are passionate about. We look forward to more discussions on this topic uh, with internal as well as hopefully external clients, uh, representatives, and hopefully we'll be doing it together. Uh, But in closing, I want to close with a saying uh, by Warren Buffett, uh, and I quote, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. That's why customer delight is so important. It takes so much effort to acquire a new customer and to build that relationship and to grow. And sometimes all it takes is a simple mistake. Someone saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Someone not listening, right? And then they react. So we need to be cognizant of the impact of our actions, our interactions, and we should always strive to ensure that those interactions are delightful every single time. Building a good reputation takes time and consistent effort, but it can easily be destroyed. So... It is crucial for us to attract and to retain customers and to continue to build brand loyalty uh, with the new customers and existing one. Basically, that's, again, thank you for the time. And I will close by saying, be delightful, be Nova. Oh, wow. I like that a lot. And I think you both have summed up so much information for us that our listeners are going to be able to take with them. So I just want to thank you both, um, Fadi and George, for sharing your knowledge with us on customer delight. And I know that there's so much more that we can learn about it. But um, to our listeners, thank you for your support and tune in next time for more Innova Solutions podcasts. Go farther with Innova Solutions. Thank you for tuning in to the Innova Solutions podcast, professional advice to advance in your career. For more information, visit our resource candidate library at innovasolutions.com. Moving at the speed of you. Data transfer complete.
Thank you.